What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Political Panda program. So happy you could join me. Uh, of course, was a fantastic day yesterday. I had to get some other IRL stuff done, sadly. And even today, I had to get some other stuff done. So could be some big changes in the future, of course, as always. If you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following on Twitter and Truth Social. And of course, if you haven't, I mean, I don't know why why you wouldn't, uh, please, of course, considering, of course, checking out the substack as well, as always. Of course, fun new things are happening all over the country. As always, you've got uh, Joe Biden slip-ups, you've got Daniel Perry, some news updates there. We'll give you uh, some updates on a lot of fun things going on around our our world, uh, and of course, some fun stuff down at the border. All of that, all on today's show. So Biden, of course, slips up once again. Apparently, there's a new ra a railroad project uh, being built. Now you might have missed it. You know, it might maybe we all missed this one. You know, he he talked about it in a in a speech today, or I should say yesterday. This one, this came out like super late at night. But we must have missed this one, you know, it, it must have been one of those, you know, it must have been around the holidays, and it must have been right at a weekend when we all weren't paying attention, uh, because the president had a very, very exciting announcement to make. Uh, here was that. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yep, that's that's right. Uh, Joe Biden goes off script, and uh, basically, I, I guess we're building a railroad, y'all, from the Pacific coast all the way through to the Atlantic or through to the Indian Ocean. My goodness, my my goodness. Of course, that that's fantastic news. I'm I'm sure that that's not going to cost a fortune, and that I'm sure so many millions are going to use it. That I'm sure the cost will recoup themselves so that's that's good that's, that's very very good uh in fact it, it's terrific you know some would say <laughs> i don't why would anybody ever let this man go off script if he's going to announce just randomly certain things like this you know if i was a white house reporter and uh, peter Ducey, please for the love of god just start progressively asking so uh just just give it like a month's time so kareem uh, quick question. Do we have any uh, updates about the uh, bridge going from uh, the Pacific to the uh, Indian Ocean? Do, do we have any updates on that one? Would love to hear how the progress is going on that one. You know, what's the what's the timeline of events? You know, what can we expect that to be open for the American public? Have we also have we also brought this up with Congress to see how much it's going to cost? You know, we're, we need a need some stuff. Uh, for that, so clearly some fun going on there. Hopefully, we'll get some questions about that early next week, or even maybe sometime very soon. You know, we we need to know all the details about this brand new, uh, brand new uh, train uh, train line for uh, the uh, for the people. So over in Rochester. A, uh, a man is, uh, well, a 20-year-old 
is going to be serving 180 days and up to 30 years of probation. And a, a very interesting case. What did this case involve? Uh, rape. This person raped children. It's a child rapist. And he only got 180 days in jail. Um, no. 30 years of probation really doesn't mean anything to me. The idea of 180 days. Uh -huh, 180 days? No, 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 no. no. There, there is, in my mind, only one acceptable punishment for such a crime, and it's death. Or extremely hard labor till you die. That's, in my mind, the or just life in jail until you die as well. There, there's no other thing except basically just your life is over. There, there is nothing left for you. You have committed the ultimate act of absolutely not. The... The two children in this case, it, it only gets worse. One of them was around nine years old. The other one was between four and five at the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, no. Uh, that's gonna fuck both of them up for, like, the rest of their life. Um, the fact that this person is only gonna get a, a, a hun 180 days... Is not going to change this person's mind. 30 years probation. Ugh. Also, not going to be, uh... Oh, oh, and of course, of course, uh, with good behavior, the uh, person could be at most out in 116 days. Ugh. His jail sentence uh, will begin. Uh, it was, of course, set. He actually already should have began it already. He's also to undergo the sex offender program and complete 200 hours of community service. Uh, but won't be required to, of course, register as a sex offender. Of course. Now... No! Why? Why, why, would, he, why would he have to do... Why would he have to do that? So, uh, yeah. The, the main issue, though, is probably the reason why is that the, uh the actual first person he ended up raping was before he was over the age of 18, so that's maybe why in this case. But still, nah. Mm -mm. Nope. Nah. Nope. By the way, uh, if you're wondering um, where the race of the uh, uh, suspect was, I'll just read the name and you can decide from there what race the suspect is. Mohammed Bakari Shai. Yes. Uh, let you think about that, and uh, I think you'll be able to figure out what race the person is very quickly. Or you can uh, click the link down in the description below for the article in question. In other news, we got a lot of pride stuff. You know, it's monochromatic pride month. And it's, it's fun, fun, fun. Monochromatic Pride Month, you know, a great time of the year. Of course, if you haven't been over to the Twitter accounts or you haven't looked at our, the YouTube account uh, for the program over this past, uh, past 15 days now, yes, celebrating Monochromatic Pride for all of our black and white uh, people out there 
who can't truly see the uh, wonderful colors. Well, Demi Lovato, uh, you might know her from singing to uh, Ghost or talking about how she dated a 29-year-old, on a, uh, talking about that, or uh, maybe being a Disney star who then became a disaster area, or, you know, you might also know her for overdosing on heroin and surviving. Well, according to Demi Lovato, she's going back to being she-her, because she just found they-them to be exhausting. I constantly had to educate people and explain why I identify with them. It was absolutely exhausting. Ugh, it's just exhausting, guys. I just got tired. But for that very reason, I know that it is important to continue to spread the word. Ugh, it was just so exhausting. Someone like Demi Vlado just got so exhausted every single day. I faced it. Ugh. Ugh. Also, uh, she wished for more gender-neutral spaces for everyone as she found herself torn over basic amenities such as sex-assigned bathrooms and paperwork. Ugh. Ugh, it's just so difficult. Ugh, it's so hard. Oh my goodness, it's just so difficult to decide these things. It's just so exhausting. I'm, I'm sorry. If, <laughs> if your main issue is that... <laughs> In life, just having to go and explain to people they, them pronouns to them, and you find that to be exhausting, your worth ethic must be terrible. I mean, terrible. It, it, it's just fantastic, of course. Fan, fan, fantastic. Of course, just, ugh course and you know it, it's always always fun because within pride you know you begin to see another thing you know not the sexual deviantness that's always been there not you know some of the other fun stuff that's been creeping and creeping and crawling out of the cracks trying to escape no 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 it's it's also a, a slight bit of racism comes out like i kid you not so a, a Democrat county official has had to apologize for accusing Muslims, yes, Muslims, of being aligned with white supremacists after parents opted their children out of lessons including LGBTQ themes and spoke out against the curriculum. The councilwoman uh, issued the apology uh, from her official social media account on Sunday, I regret that although my remarks were focused on promoting inclusion, they created an opportunity of, for misunderstanding and characterization. I apologize for the hurt that I caused in the Muslim community. Even when the individuals disagree about difficult issues, I'm committed to finding a space to foster authentic dialogue and seek points of understanding. I sat down to hear from the Muslim community members before my remarks on Tuesday and with District 5 Muslim leaders on Thursday. I listened. I understand their concerns. Ugh. Ugh. Yes, yes. It's a major issue. I'm sure that she has really moved and changed. Member, member, it, it is always, as long as they aren't in power, it's, oh my god, you're oppressing, oh my god, I'm open for dialogue, I'm open for all of these things, as soon as the power is handed, 
all right, shut, shut up, quit acting, you know, quit saying things I don't like, immediately stop talking, you know, the fascism, you know, gets cranked up to 11, and it fully hits you like a train of, no, you're saying the, the quiet part out loud, you're being, you're being racist, you're being a, a bigot and a homophobe and a transphobe, so that's, that's great. And, and the, so, you know, because you didn't want the children to learn about sex stuff. Except for Sesame Street. Sesame Street has always been a left-leaning show, and it used to not be as bad. I would know. I used to be a kid who grew up watching, you know, Elmo. Because Elmo was fun, you know, as a kid. You know, when, when you're a kid and when Elmo wasn't, you know forcing pronouns and stuff down your throat. You know, Elmo and Sesame Street was a lot of fun. You know, Bert, Ernie, you know, uh, freaking, you know, all the characters on the show, all fun puppets, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know. I remember, I mean, I had a literal Elmo as a kid, right? I, I liked Elmo a lot. I liked Sesame Street. It was a fun time. Of course, you know, for Pride Month, they, of course, put out a video with Elmo. Here's that. Hi! Elmo and I wanted to share that everyone is always welcome on Sesame Street. This month and every month, we want to uplift and celebrate our LGBTQIA plus family, friends, and communities. Yeah, that's right, Miss Ariana. <laughs> From our Sesame Street family to yours, happy pride! Elmo loves you. And I love you, Elmo. Uh -huh. <laughs> See, so yes, fun stuff all around, and of course, the Sesame Twitter Street Twitter account just doesn't stop. I've I've never I've never I've I've never seen a show post more. I've never seen just so many more posts about Pride than ever before. I don't know who they're trying to like let ever like who they're trying to let people know about Pride because genuinely, they're <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody already knew. That they were already supporting Pride. So, uh, yeah. What always sucks about this stuff, too, is, you know, when I, I was, a, a, you know, like, I have in my room still, over in, like, this room right now, I'm, I'm very much sure, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure it's, like, over behind me. Let me see if I can grab it. Oh, crap, it's... It's over on my bookshelf, but it, literally, I have, you know, you want to know how much I love Sesame Street when I was a kid? I, I have a book that even I bought as an adult that's by the Cookie Monster about, like, uh, it's like something cookie. Uh, it, I forget what the heck it's called. Uh, but, like, it, it was a fun time. I mean, yeah, the joy of cookies, okay? If, if, if you want a fun, just, book that doesn't, I, it was a fun book. I, I liked it. I mean, you know, I, I know it's a kid's fucking book, but god damn it, man. You know, it's it's fun. So, yes, uh, El Elmo and them, they push LGBT stuff, too. And Are we surprised? No. Of course, the kids need to all hear about it. And it sucks, because, you know, when I was a kid, Elmo just would, you know, teach you fun lessons. And, you know, it would be a good, fun time. You know, there wasn't weirdos thinking that fucking Bert and Ernie were having a gay relationship. It was just normal people living together that are just, you know, people and fun puppets. But now, uh, the, the world is nothing but a bunch of ruin. Ruin, I tell you.
ruin. And fun times have come. So apparently, the entirety of the animal kingdom and and every every person that's non-man is lesbian now. According to Johns Hopkins University, they uh, yanked down a LGBTQ uh, glossary that featured linguistic gymnastics to, of course, have so much fun, as uh, they had a new fun way of describing lesbian. A non-man attracted to non-men, the definition... <laughs> um, you know, of course, you know, most of the time when you think of the word lesbian, we all know it as a woman who is attracted to other women, but, you know, now anything could be lesbian. Dogs, cats, you know, because they could be, be non-people. Anybody who is non-man can be attracted to non-man. So, um, congratulations, uh, for everybody becoming non-man, or for everybody becoming woman, you know, lesbian, it's fun, so much fun, Jesus, I just, the, the amount of brain rot is making my own brain rot, seriously, why, who was going, yes, yes, this is perfect, this is perfect, everyone, perfect, we have fixed everything. Okay, we we have we have fixed everything. Everything is great. Everything is fine, and we are just so much better for it. So that's fantastic, fan, fantastic. Um, truly, Pride Month, one of the greatest months of the year. Obviously, so much fun is happening from the finding out the the whole world is just filled with lesbians. The you know, truly, uh, that all the children need to learn about, you know, sex stuff, especially right on Sesame Street. And, of course, you know, just finding out that maybe using those pronouns can just get a little exhausting. Ugh, great times. Great times ahead. And, of course, Starbucks. You might have heard about this whole issue and things that happened. So a former regional manager uh, for Starbucks has been awarded $25 million after a federal jury in uh, New Jersey unanimously found that she had been fired because she was white. She is receiving $25 million in punitive damages and $600,000 in con uh, compensatory damages. Uh, she is reportedly seeking further compensation for lost wages, of course. She was terminated back in 2017 in response to backlash after Starbucks, uh, after two, uh, against Starbucks, after two black men uh, were arrested while waiting uh, for a business associate at, uh, at one of the many Philadelphia locations she oversaw. Employees at the Center City Philadelphia Cafe called the police on the pair after they asked to use the washroom but hadn't ordered anything. Which, if you've never been to some of these bigger cities, uh, one of the things is they have to lock the bathroom. And in order to actually enter the bathroom, you have to enter a code to get into the bathroom. I know where I live, that's not a normal thing. Uh, so that's why I'm telling you if you've never been to some of these bigger cities. Uh, she claimed in the lawsuit that she, her firing, of course, was racially motivated, of course. And that, uh, yeah, no, every everybody else pretty much agreed um, that, yeah, no. Of course, the Giant tried to claim that she was fired for being an ineffective regional manager, but they failed to convince anybody on the jury of that at all. So yes, she has been awarded $25 million for 
her troubles for, of course, being just a little too white for uh, for Starbucks. You know, the place that, I swear, when you walk in there, the only people I've ever really, most people working there are all white girls. So, um, you know, it's a lot too much white for the for the great people at Starbucks, so too bad for them. So, in completely other news, the uh, the the border is becoming even worse. So not only have they stopped sort of taking, you know, appointments, it's now introduced a, a new issue where apparently human smugglers are, uh, of course, uh, exploiting the the migrants now. <laughs> so it gets even worse. So uh, yes, they are. Some frosters are using the app to sell fake court appointments, bogus smartphones, and internet services, and of course, so many fun things like that. They appear to be exploiting weaknesses in the app, which has been heavily criticized for showing uh, reincurment, not in service, messages that have frustrated scores of them who have tried and failed to apply for asylum through the app. Of course, uh, which is not surprising for anything that is literally made by the government. The desperation is driving some to turn to human smugglers who are charging between $100 and $500 for family packages that include a cell phone internet service and a technician that helps migrants set up an, ac uh, an account on the app, according to uh, sources inside of Mexico. Uh, in many other cases, accounts for migrants that scammers simply disappear uh, after getting paid to facilitate a court appointment through the app. I paid to get an account made since I'm not very knowledgeable about technology, but I never got an appointment, and the man who set up my account just disappeared after I paid. So, yes, you literally have people scamming migrants now at the borders. Uh, is, uh, of course, uh, funny enough, though, as well, some of the other stuff is, is that... Um, even if they don't disappear, uh, the services they provide also seem to be just useless. So that's that's even better. So now they're just uh, shit out of luck. Uh, so, oh, yes. Of course, the U.S. is, of course, telling people to just apply on their own, but obviously that's not going so hot. And so clearly, this app is just going great. From not taking them, to being all destroyed, to too many people trying to use the app at once, to just it being a probably absolute nightmare, truly fun stuff going on down at our southern border that I'm sure is going just terrific for the entirety of the world to sit back and watch this utter catastrophe and failure at how to run a border. So that's fun. Finally, before we get to our sort of last story for the day, Danielle Perry, the man who, uh, the man who, of course, uh, stopped Jordan Neely from, and back in May from causing harm to subway passengers, 
has been officially indicted by a Manhattan grand jury on second-degree manslaughter for his chokehold death. Uh, witnesses say that Neely was threatening other passengers. Obviously, we've gone over this. He was then, of course, put into a chokehold. They then, in the video, tried to actually save his life by, you know, turning him over to the recovery position. But, of course, he then later died. He, of course, has been accused of being motivated by racism, which would be on the contrary of all the videos of several, you know, different people on the train thanking him for being a hero and for making their train ride just a little less suffer, uh, a little less, uh, you know, terrible, some would say. Benny has said that he did not intend to hurt Neely when he placed him in a chokehold. The remain threats he uh, repeated over and over was, I was going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, I'm willing to die. Uh, I didn't see a black man threatening, pla uh, threatening pe passengers, I saw a man threatening passengers. So, yes. A, even a freelance journalist who witnessed the incident has corroborated much of what Penny saw. He said he had no food, he had no drink, that he was tired and doesn't care if he goes to jail. He started screaming all these things, took off his jacket, a black jacket that he had, and threw it on the ground. Another witness called Penny a hero and scolded activists and politicians for accusing him of racism. I don't care if I had to kill an F, I will go to jail, I'll take, said the woman who didn't want to, her identity to be public. So yes, Daniel Perry has been indicted on this, and truly, this could set a massive precedent if uh, if he is truly jailed for this, then you might as well just claim uh, if you are in the city of New York, uh, then don't ever try to defend anybody. Don't try to defend anybody if you're a citizen. Just let it happen. You see somebody get killed, don't do anything. Especially if they're especially if they're you know a certain minority class, don't do it. It's not going to be worth it. This is what happens when you put people in the. Immediately, the only thing they're focused on is race. The only thing they're focused on is filling numbers and listening to activists who don't and will never watch videos, okay? It's the same thing with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. You still have people to this day defending three pedophiles that were shot and killed that day. So it's no different here. A person... This one is honestly, in any way, completely, completely different in this case. In which a a full on a a full on person saves a bunch of passengers from a fucking crazy person who is ready to kill people and doesn't care what ends up happening to him because of the scarred and absolute shit life he's had, and this person, a hero, a former marine, steps in and full on stops him. That's who's being in, that's who's been indicted now. You know, our, our, our justice system is fucked in so many ways here. And so all we can do is hope for Daniel Perry. Of course, uh, if you can, please, you know, pray that, pray that hope is uh, truly on his, uh, his side. Truly. And finally, Kotaku does it again. If you're not into gaming, this last story might not you know, matter too much to you, but it, it, it's, it's so funny to me. Okay, so 
this week, uh, June is uh, way before it was known as Pride Month. For us people who play video games, it's known as the month where a ton of different game announcements happens. Because it's when E3 used to happen. E3 really doesn't exist anymore. But when it did, this is when the month, you know, you had, you know, everybody coming all together, all the big companies. And everybody would come together and this would be the time you would announce new hardware, you know, like new new games, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. And, of course, now that E3 really doesn't exist, now we sort of keep up this tradition because it's something companies are so used to and gamers are so used to that it's just, it's a tradition. It's, it's the culture of gaming surrounds this idea of in, in June, you know, sometime in June, we all, you know, all the companies get together, not even really get together, but we all show off something for, you know, later down the year just to be able to show off to gamers what we're doing, what we have at about the halfway point in the year, just so we can see what to look forward to in the holidays and for next year and the years beyond. That's what it's for. So Ubisoft, a one of the one of the big players, announced or showed off their new Star Wars game, an open world Star Wars game, you know, called Star Wars Outlaws. And of course Kutaku uh of course has a very interesting article that ends up coming out from it. Where, get this, Kotaku is claiming Star Wars Outlaws Backlash proves we need more women protagonists. Now, you might be asking, what is what is she talking about? Well, You see, well, this person is not getting is that um no no one no one has said this no one there in the entirety of this article there is no actual examples given no tweets no actual comments no actual like quotes of anybody no nothing about. The fact that you play as a, a woman in this game. Like, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. There's none. There's, there's nothing. There's no, no, any, there's not even a singular one. The issue is because they don't exist. There's no one angry by the fact that you will play as a female protagonist in this game. And, and the reason why I say, most people just do not, 99% of people don't have a problem playing as a woman, is um some of like the most popular like action games of the past like few years use women as their, of course, protagonist. <laughs> I mean, most men are not against playing as a girl in a video game. Okay, Horizon Zero Dawn, no matter how many times in my own personal life I've clowned on it for having a shit release schedule for it, Igloy still has a lot of people that really like her character. You know, there's not many people that are going, oh, you know, Aloy, oh, hated her because she's a woman. You know, if Horizon Zero Dawn would have been so much better if you would have been able to play as, as a man, you know. It's, no one says that because that's the most silly opinion you could ever have or hear. So, no. 
most people do not care the fact that you're going to play as a woman in the next, you know, big open-world Star Wars game, because most people are like, okay, as long as the game's good, as long as the character's likable, and is actually, you know, somebody that we actually enjoy play as, don't really care. As long as the voice acting, the game works, bugs aren't really there, most of us are not going to mind, okay? All of us gamers in the audience know we do not care. <laughs> Genuinely. Some of my favorite characters of all time are women. Okay, there's... And for many people out there, and even maybe some of you, some of your favorite characters in media have been women over the past, you know, I don't even know how long at this point. So, truly... Truly... The fact that none is even linked here just shows you that the article was more written as a pre-planned article than an actual article against truly any actual, you know, backlash. So, truly, once again we find that Kotaku uh, still has no idea how to do journalism, and that people don't really actually care that much the fact that you will play as a woman inside of the mystical lands of Star Wars once again. So yeah, fun, fun, fun. Anyway, that is going to do it for today's program. Of course, if you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following over on Twitter and True Social, checking out all the articles down below, and I will see you guys on Friday for the Friday edition of the show. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.